Welcome to It's the Jacket. My name is Dave Demarest. He is Anthony DeTavio. What's going on, man? What's up, brother? How's it going? Pretty well. So we're just we're still moving along here in season three. We are on Second Opinion, directed by Timothy Van Patten. Initial thoughts in this episode? Um, it was a, it was an okay episode. A little slow. You got a lot of di- you got three different stories going on throughout the episode. You got the main story is Junior's cancer. Yep, I feel. Uh, and then you have two side stories with Carmela feeling away. And then you have the other side story with um, the deterioration, basically, of Christopher and Paulie. So they're um, having some beef, yeah. This is, when, this is when it starts to go downhill, and it'll come fully ahead in a couple of weeks, in a couple of episodes. So we do, you mentioned Carmela. We see she's doing a lot in this episode. So we see her, she's having lunch with the Dean of Columbia. To, who's obviously trying to solicit money from Tony. She does a full session with Dr. Melfi by herself. She has another therapy session with this Dr. Krakauer who she's referred to. And then we see her by the end of this episode, she's just kind of like worn down and beaten. And Edie Falco actually step on my questions, comments, concerned. She won an Emmy for her work in this episode. So she was, do- I thought she was doing a lot. We also have this this D storyline, which is the return of Angie Bobbinsero. Oh, she pissed me off so much in this episode. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, yeah, she was kind of annoying, and Tony basically put her in her place at the end. Oh, yeah, I, I love that. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Trying to take money from Carmella, like the way she was talking to Carmella, trying to get Kamala to feel bad about the dog and everything. And you saw that dog was perfectly healthy. It was just poor taste. Poor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was tough. And this isn't the last we're going to be seeing of her. We're, we're definitely going to get a lot of, she's going to be a lot more prominent later on in the series, but this was the first time we've really seen any mention of the Bob and Sarah family since the, uh, the season two finale. Correct. So yeah, a lot going on in, in this episode. Good episode. I think we talked offline a little bit. Nothing like major happens here. It just kind of like does a nice job of moving the story forward. But there's, I don't think there's any moment in second opinion other than maybe a stupid the fucking game that <laughs> kind of like resonates with people. Mm. I, I just the the Furio memes that came from this episode were were pretty good. No, that a hundred percent. The only real thing that carries over from this episode is Christopher and Paulie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, you know, step on my don't forget about it, but that has something to do with it, yeah. Um. Well, you, you kind of stepped on my trivia question already, so we're... All right, so yeah, we're going to have a short episode, because <laughs> that's, our, that's our strategy going forward. Just you take my shit, I'll take yours, and then, you know, we got 40-minute episodes. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. <laughs> All right, so why don't we just hit it? We'll get into our, our favorite scenes here. Okay. The, fir- the first one I have written down here is early in the episode. And this is where uh, poor Georgie, he gets uh, he gets another beating. He, his his road to hell is paved with good intentions. So he just brought in this uh, bad mouth Billy Bass into the bang, just thinking, you know, something fun to be in the office. And under most circumstances, this would have been just a fun toy to have in the office, but... Tony of a dream he had about pussy 
So he went he went into the the stage of the bang and proceeded to beat the shit out of Georgie with this uh, this toy fish. And he says, I pay you a fucking salary. And that's how that scene ended. Poor guy. Just in the last episode, he, he took a was that the last episode? Yeah, the one before where he took a ball chained to the eye. That was the last episode. Back to back episodes again, hit in the face. It's... Poor Georgie. Oh, it's a rough go for my guy. What'd you think of that scene? Ah, uh, it was. I felt bad for him. Um, I feel bad for his head because he keeps getting hit with objects in the face. Yeah, been a phone now, a, a mace or a chain, and the friggin' a big big mouth Billy Bass. And there's gonna be more things to get hit in this. Just... But he's, just, he, he's in a slump for sure. Oh yeah, he's he needs a slump buster. But <laughs> no, this was um, you see as soon as it, like you know because at first like the thing was just singing and it was okay, but then the face turned and then he just that's all he saw was pussy and that was it. Yep, that was end scene. And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna see this fish come up in a later episode towards the end of the season with someone else giving him the fish and obviously Tony's gonna have a different reaction to that just based on who was giving him the fish. Oh, so it's it's really funny. This isn't the last we're going to see of the bad mouth Billy Bass. Can you still buy those in places? I'm not sure. I was actually... I, I'll go now because this was one of my questions. Did you ever have a big mouth Billy Bass? No, I feel like I knew... I feel like I had friends who did, but I, I didn't personally own one. I had one. Okay. And it was it was spectacular for like three minutes. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't seem like a toy that is gonna have lasting positive effects on you. Hey, you want you want this bike? No, I want a I want a fish that can sing. Take me to the river on a repeated loop. That's what I want. Yes, that's. <laughs> yeah, maybe Tony just thought it was a bad toy, and he wasn't even. He was that was this the primary reason for the beating on Georgie, not not pussy, because this is a sh- shitty tasting toys. Yeah, I would. I, <laughs> right what's the scene you got um i got the um what's it called what is this uh christopher and paulie um in the um, i think it was satriales this is the strip search yes okay yeah it's a rough scene he basically demeaned them in front of everybody and you know they said that they're what's it called because they actually mentioned this they did in a couple of episodes ago that wait till they hear about new members being able to be strip searched because Tony says that to Paulie. Right. But um, he really, you know, just embarrassed him. And you could see, like, you know, he's just... They were supposed to be so close. And once he was made, a rift started. And, and it just keeps growing more and more. And there's another scene coming up in this episode that really drives that home yeah you kind of see in in this relationship between uh chris and paulie where let me try to find the right analogy sometimes i guess maybe you have a friend and your friend comes to work for you in your business if you have, happen to have a business or comes to live in your home and then there's like that element of power that the one person has over the other person and which leads to resentment and i think that is kind of what's happening with these two guys right now Hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that. All right. What's another scene you got? I got the 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 Tony Angie scene that we mentioned earlier. This yeah. was just, you know, we see Angie Bumpetero. She runs into Carmel at the supermarket, and she's talking about 
you know, I don't even know if she's even supposed to be talking about this Carmelo, but she talks about the money that Tony gives her every month. And this is, this is a business expense that, you know, we've, we've heard these guys mention several times with people who either die from outsiders hands or die from their own hands. They take care of the families afterwards. And she was essentially kind of trying to extort Carmela for money for an operation for this dog who doesn't even appear to be really sick. So Tony was not too happy about this when Carmela mentioned it. So he shows up at her house with a baseball bat. He takes out pretty much all the windows, the taillights on her Cadillac and mentions how the dog doesn't look sick. And yeah, Angie's rightfully scared and, Tony was, you know, even though he was pretty psycho in the scene, his demeanor was pretty calm. What'd you think of the scene? I I love the fact that he looks like he looks like a fucking nut job the way he's doing everything, like breaks it with the bat and everything. But like you said, his emotion doesn't change at all. Nope. He's really doesn't he doesn't lose it at all. And it just shows that like, you know, don't fuck with me. Because sure. you you'll see a, a much different side. So it it was a great scene, and it was a cute dog. I liked it. Very dog. very cute dog. We do see uh, more of Tony's affinity for animals because she was scared that he was going to hurt the dog. But you know we're we've already got with the ducks, and we're going to see more later on um, how Tony fundamentally respects animals more than people. So there was no chance he was going to hurt the dog. Nope, never. Uh, what do you got? Uh, another one I got, um, I got uh, Tony and um, Mr. Uh, Dr. Kennedy uh, okay. with the, what's it called, when he meets him at the uh, golf course. Oh, okay. This is, okay, this is towards the end. I have this one as well. Um, it's a great scene because basically it, it shows you that how much he cares. Like he busts Junior's balls all the time. But he shows he really cares about him in this. Like, you know, he's like, you know, return the man's phone call. Yeah. And like, you know, the what's it called? Stupid. (laughs) Stupid the fucking game. I think I saw that. I think I saw a meme right after Squid Game came out. And it was like if the Sopranos were in Squid Game or something. And it was Furio when he was dressed in. I didn't watch Squid Game. I just kind of got the gist of it. And it was Furio, but it was like he had photoshopped on him like that green jumpsuit that the guys in Squid Game wear. Yeah. And it was just like stupid a fucking game talking about Squid Game. <laughs> oh, God. He's on fire this scene, Furio. You got to be on your hat. <laughs> oh, my God. He just really just slaps it right off. I was like, damn. Furio is no joke. No, yeah. And, you know, he's trying to give Kennedy this putter, and Kennedy's kind of being a snob. He was kind of a snob to Tony in the beginning when they removed the cancer from him, or at least they thought they did. And Tony's like, if you ever need a favor, you know, don't hesitate. And he's like, I'll keep that in mind. So you could tell, like, there's an element of Kennedy feeling like he's better than these people. Which oh, yeah, definitely, but well, let me quick question: Was that a putter or was it a driver? Could have been a driver. I might be wrong. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> Are you? I actually am. Well, not very good, but yeah, I golf. <laughs> not not that that has anything to do with knowing the difference between a putter and a driver. But I, I probably said putter. It was likely a driver. 
Eh. Yeah, because he did mention that it added like X amount of yards to his drive. So you are correct. Oh, look at that. Sometimes I'm good. <laughs> um, kind of just to piggyback off your scene, which I had towards the end. I did put another scene that was kind of brief, but at this point, you know, I'm a sucker for these like off these scenes that feel like they're in a different show. Mm-hmm. So whenever we have like an FBI scene in their like meeting quarters in their offices, I like those. And I also like the scene with the tumor board here, which kind of felt like something out of like Dr. Death or something. We see those, the politics of these, these hospitals. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's criminal the way it is because that's, that is so just like such like pieces of shit kind of thing. So they had this like one, I guess like a, a mediator in this meeting, the the female doctor, and they're all just talking. And Kennedy just says, you know, I'll go and we'll go in. I thought I had all the cer- I thought I had all the cancer. We'll go in and get it out real quick. And then he finds out that Junior sought a second opinion. And this is this is where ultimately. Kennedy decides I don't want to answer this guy's phone calls anymore. He took it personal, which, uh, which, which led to the scene that you just mentioned at the at the golf course. So yeah, I completely agree with it. That was just disgusting, but yeah. yeah. I got one more here, and it was uh, had to do with Chris and Polly again. Did you have any more? I had one more, and it was uh, Tony and Carm. So you can go first. Okay, yeah, I just have this Chris Polly. Polly is angry after Chris went to Tony to try to uh, get him to intervene in this situation with them, because I don't think we talked about the scene where Paulie and, and Patsy went to his house, at, went to his apartment at like three in the morning, broke in, took all these shoes. And, you know, Chris seemed to be in the wrong here. He seemed to have owed Paulie money for these shoes that he didn't kick up to him. So it seemed like Chris was in the wrong here. Paulie probably could have went about it differently, but he didn't. He decided to break into his apartment at three in the morning and <laughs> sniff Adriana's underwear, which, you know, that's a that's a very Polly thing to do. Yeah, that's uh that was weird. <laughs> a little a little strange. And so we have this scene here between the two of them. Polly finds Chris at a motel where he's uh just having sex with another girl, cheating on Adriana, like all these guys do. Yeah. And so Polly finds him. Tells him straight up, you know, if you ever go to the big man, ship between us again, we'll have a big problem. And they wind up just they. Paulie pulls out the uh, the the bad mouth Billy Bass, and they both just start laughing at it. And that's how the scene ends. You know, these two have tension, but they ultimately love each other, and we see that at the end of the scene. Oh God, yeah, I just like they'll love that at the bing, and I just think to myself, poor George, he's gonna get it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Paulie might just randomly like leave it at the bang, and <laughs> Tony will just beat the shit out of Georgie again, just because. <laughs> um, the last scene I got is the last scene. Uh, Tony and Carm. Um, Carm just left the um, well, a little couple of scenes earlier, she left the uh, the what's it called? Her ther- the therapist she tried out. Yep. And goes over everything. You see the turmoil that she has. Because she, you know, she's not bad, but she's been corrupted, of course, you know. Sure. Um, And, like, you know, 
he comes home, she's laying down, nothing cooked, nothing, anything like usual. And she's like, you're going to give him the 50. And he's like, I'll, I'll go up to 10, maybe 15. And then all of a sudden she's like, no, you're going to do the 50. And he says, he smiles, laughs, looks at her, says, okay. And he goes, go get dressed. It's just such a, a touching scene because, you know, she's, she like got gets so mad at him and, and at times hates him. But ultimately here you see the love that she really does have and the love that he has for her, even with all the infidelities. He's madly in love with this woman and wants to take care of her. Well, we see we see a lot from Carmela in this episode because after her session with Dr. Krakauer, she was like ready to leave him. Like this guy had her convinced like she needs to get her shit and go right now. But, you know, all this is going on while she still wants 50 grand from him to secure Meadow's place at this university, something she's not going to be able to do on her own. No. And so you, you see, like, her feelings kind of, like, all over the place in this episode. And that's ultimately why she won an Emmy for her performance in this episode, because she was she had to do so much in, you know, limited screen time. And I, I thought she she slaughtered it in this episode. Oh, she killed it. Like totally killed it this whole thing yeah all right so good scenes we got this was uh this was a good episode we got you know four storylines and this is a good setup into next week which we'll talk about uh next time we get together Don't forget about it. Not too much here for me. I think I just, uh, I think I alluded to it earlier. Tension between Chris and Bali is going to be an ongoing theme. Yeah. Probably write this a lot. That's the only thing I got as well, because that's really the only thing that you get from this episode. Yeah. Like, we're not going to see Dr. Kennedy again. We're not going to see Dr. Krakauer again, even though it looks like something we might get after that session between him and and Carmela. But ultimately, these are one and done storylines here. Yeah. And then, like you said, like, Andrea will be another one, but in not even in any capacity that she was in in this one. Yeah, when we see her again, she's almost a completely different person. Exactly. She seems like very needy in this episode, and she's going to be decidedly not that later on. Exactly. All right. Nitpicks. Um, I have Tony lying to Carmela about where Pussy is. I, you know, I don't, I don't think you want to say exactly what happened in the house in fear of like wiretaps. But, you know, alluding to him being at TGI Fridays in Arizona, I don't think Carmel is stupid. I think she probably knows exactly where Pussy is, if not exactly the spot in the ocean. But she she knows the circumstances, I would imagine. Oh, of course. Um, I had one nitpick myself, and it was uh, Dr. Kennedy's refusal at first. Because I, I I was always under the impression that a doctor could never do it, so I, I felt it wasn't really real, as a lot of their other storylines they usually do. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, friends of ours, I got three. I'm imagining you probably have at least one of my three. I have but, two. Okay, so first one, Sam McMurray. I got is Doctor Kennedy. Yes. My guy's like all over the place. Uh, 198 IMDb credits. He's a consummate that guy. Oh, definitely. definitely. I, I wrote down as my highlights. He was in Friends. He was in Christmas Vacation. I remember seeing his face in Christmas Vacation, and I kind of forgot who he was. But 
but I feel like I, I remember seeing this guy in Christmas Vacation. I don't. I'm trying to remember. I wasn't, as we can tell by the Christmas uh, tournament we had, I'm not a big fan of Christmas Vacation. (laughs) I don't remember it. I remember him from Friends because he was the ass slapper boss. I love that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, he's been, he's constant, like in little things here and there. And he's been acting for like, like you said, 198 credits. He's been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Just. You know, you see him in something. I think I'd like to think I'm going to remember that his name is Sam McMurray. But if I see him again in something else, I'll probably just refer to him as Dr. Kennedy. I appreciate it. I could appreciate that. <laughs> What's one you got? I got Tony Hale. Was he in this? Yes, he was. He was the nurse. Fuck. How did I miss that one? And I'm, I'm, I'm on a rewatch of Veep, too. Oh, I was going to say this guy is is amazing. He does a lot of voice acting. Um, like uh, animation. Okay. He was in Toy Story 4 as Forky um, <laughs> and all these other little things, but you, you hit it on the head. He's monstrous in Veep. I loved him in that show. Yeah, Veep and Arrested Development, just the yes. two, two of two of the most iconic characters, Buster and Gary in, in comedy history. This guy, this guy, he's just a, a consummate guy who understands the assignment at all times. And oh, he, he nails it. Definitely. So I have, him, I had him and McMurray. So those are the only two I had. So you have two others. Okay. Yeah. Just two small ones here. Uh, Sully Boyar, who played Doctor Krakauer. Okay. Um, he's been in, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Most notably, he was the bank manager in Dog Day Afternoon. Oh shit. Yeah. So he's, he was there, and then I got Frank Wood, who played Dean Ross. Another that guy as well. He was he was in Joker. He was in Michael Clayton. So, oh. you know, a lot of well traveled people in this episode. Okay. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Edie Falco won an Emmy for this episode. Mm-hmm. Another one I had, uh, Mike Nichols, who was the director of Working Girl, Closer, Charlie Wilson's War, The Birdcage, a lot of other like great movies. Mm-hmm. He was originally cast as Doctor Krakauer. But he had to bow out due to a scheduling conflict, and that's when uh, Sully Boyar stepped in there. Really, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah. I had. Yep. I, I gave you the first one. Uh, we talked about it earlier. I got any other question I had. Now, in one of the scenes, you see Tony taking out the food out of the refrigerator and just eats it. Yeah. Do you like cold food, or do you need to have your macaroni warm? Depends. If I'm really hungry. I can I can fuck with cold food <laughs> like pizza pizza the next day I don't if you give me pizza the next day I, I kind of want it cold when you microwave it for you know 20 30 seconds it, it's like weird pizza it's like Elio's it turns into Elio's yeah. kind of yeah it's strange so I'd rather just have the cold cold pizza because at least it feels real okay I eat, uh, I eat everything cold it's terrible no, no, I, I think pasta you can you can definitely get away with. I mean, I prefer it hot, but sometimes it's just it's fine when you just grab some meatballs or sausage in a mix with spaghetti and it's cold. Oh yeah, right out I right out of the fridge, but I'm fat, so it's okay. <laughs> that. I mean I'm not I'm not a you know ninety pound guy either. <laughs> so I can get down on that as well. <sighs> Alright. I think that's it. We got uh some Trivia, yes. Well, you have tri- you got my trivia because I was asking about the Emmy. Okay, 
All right, my bad. So sorry to steal your like, trivia this week. What I guess for trying to be a li- little bit different and branch out and ask an episode, not a non-episode question, like what color was the the dress that she was wearing? That's that's my fault. There. You should have been like, what brand um, underwear did <laughs> did Polly sniff for Adriana? Oh my god, that's terrible! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's mine. Um, in the in early on in the episode, we get. Uh, junior in kind of a dream sequence where he's having a surgery and the two feds come up to him and they're like well guaranteed cure you rat on your nephew and we see this newspaper clipping it says uh soprano indicts nephew and then it says star witness weds angie dickinson so the actress photographed as angie dickinson is actually someone who's kind of in the mainstream a little bit so who was this actress who is photographed as Angie Dickinson. Was it Olivia Wilde, Misha Barton, January Jones, Natasha Henstridge, or Anna Paquin? I'm going to say just because January Jones. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Yeah, that was January Jones. And I I had to find, like, I didn't want to do this question because I wasn't sure. It's not on our IMDb. But it, so I could totally be wrong, but I found this in three different sources before I went with this as my question. I, I trust your sources, buddy. I am a source truster. Yeah. So this was, um, what was this episode? This episode's like 2001. And I think the first thing I ever saw her in was anger management in 2003, but she's her IMDb starts in 99 and she wasn't Betty Draper until 2007. She was in anger management. She was. She was one of. I forget what she did. That was as oh, an Adam Sandler movie. I've seen one time. She was the lesbian, the lesbian porn star. Yes, I've seen that movie one time, and I I don't remember much about it. Yeah, that, I, she was talking about having a threesome with Adam Sandler. Threesome, okay, the threesomes that they, they they were nice about it. I liked it. And yeah. I think you mentioned in the movie. Oh my god, now I'm remembering the movie. She threatened to bite off the girl's toe. Or she bit off the girl's toe. That's why she. That's that's all coming back to me now. How, how did I forget this cinematic masterpiece? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, awards time. MVP of the episode. I think you kind of get where I'm going from my praise of her, and she won an Emmy for this episode. So it was really tough for me not to give it to anybody except Carmela. Just she was doing. She's doing a lot. We we see. A lot of dimensions of Carmela from her interactions with Angie, her conversations with Tony. She's uh, she's branching out with the Dean of Columbia. And then we see her just totally just beaten when she's meeting with Dr. Krakauer. And then at the end of the episode, her ultimately reconciled with Tony. I don't think he even realized how close she came to possibly leaving. So a lot of a lot going on with uh, Carmela in this episode. So that's where I went with my MVP. How about you? Uh, I went Meadow. She was amazing. One she was great. Yeah, Meadow. <laughs> no, uh, you got to go Carmella. Like you said, this was this was her episode. She's she kills it in every facet. You see so many different spectrums from her. Like you, you get sad, you get happy, you get schmoozy, you get upset, you get defeated, you get triumphant, you get everything from her in this episode. In every scene that every scene that she's in, and she kills it. She's got a substantial amount of 
time. She's got time with um, Melfi, Tony a couple of times, the Dean, Meadow. It, it just never ending. And it's fantastic. It's 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 a no-brainer that she won this. And like you said, she won an Emmy for this episode for a reason. Because it was some really great character acting right there. Yeah, yeah. Not easy to do what she did in this episode. So, yeah, easy pick for both of us here. I Probably a easy pick as well. How many boxes of ZD did you go with this week? Uh, I gave it one box of ZD. It was terrible. One? Nice. <laughs> I, I went eight. Um wasn't the best but it was a really good episode just the eight was because it really wasn't too much carryover from this episode into the next ones but um it was a very good solid episode yeah I, and i went the same way i went 8.0 as well this you know this wasn't a bad episode it wasn't a iconic episode that when you think back on the series you th- you think about anything that happened other than you know i mentioned earlier the the, the gifts and memes that came from furio <laughs> on this episode it's the only thing that's like kind of like long lasting only 21 22 years later damn furio <laughs> um where are we okay what's something good you watch this week um i started a couple of weeks ago a uh not a rewatch but a watch of suits Oh, okay. I, you know, this is a show I'm, I'm very well aware of, but I, I never got there. So tell me about it. I, I was watching clips online of like parts of the episodes and everything. So I was like, all right, let me just give it a shot. It's basically about a guy who had, who got kicked out of school. Um, he's selling weed and he runs into a, an interview um, with a law firm and basically has photographic memory. He like reads something and then he'll remember it. He was going to go to law school. So he ends up becoming a lawyer without going to law school. He's passed the bar. It's very, very weird. It's like one of those, it's a USA show. So, you know, it's, it's okay. Okay. Uh, trying to, it's got some, what's it called? It's had some, uh, good guest stars and everything but it's basically about the story of a guy who doesn't have his real life he doesn't have his license and he's been working as a uh an attorney it was on forever right uh nine seasons i'm uh, i just got into season i'm in the middle of season five you just started this and you're in season five two weeks (laughs) very impressive yeah, I, I got that, that tendency to do that every once in a while. <laughs> no, it's it's that is a gift, my friend. Um, and I want to throw some love to another TV show because um haven't really seen any movies this week, but there's a couple I will be watching this week. Boys is just insane. Yeah, yeah. This show is really good cliffhanger in the last episode and with only one episode left which comes out tomorrow at eight o'clock people if you're ready yeah um i can't wait to see where the fuck it goes like it's just insane and i want to go to a hero gasm that's (laughs) my life i i want i want i want a penis to answer the door for me like that did because i'm sorry it was just Oh my god, it's a penis. 
I think the scene. Remember movie. Remember scary movie. When he gets shot, when she get when she uh, shoots it, when he shoots her, yeah. Billy. And I, I didn't think anything would ever top that that amount of cum until Herogasm. That like poor mother's milk. Poor M M. He got it. I want. Yeah, he got. He got it bad. <laughs> I wanted. I wanted the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been literally. It's been... Go ahead. <laughs> and I was gonna say you literally like you got the the. the I guess the guy shrunk into the girl's vagina. And comes out and hits him. He's like, "Oh my god, this is he got to." It was like the worst thing. And then all of a sudden, he opens the door and blast. Yeah, yeah, it was, t- it was, it was hilarious for us. Oh yeah, but, this is. But this poor guy, he's having a rough go. You know, he's he obviously disagrees with every decision Butcher has made this episode. He's a very disgruntled employee, and then he shows up at the Herogasm, and as soon as he walks in, he just gets blasted. I love how I love the joke about Frenchie. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, Frenchie's going to be pissed he misses. <laughs> but yeah, this season's been great. I can't wait to watch. I'm going to see. I'm going to see Thor tomorrow at five o'clock, and then I'll I'll head home right after and catch the finale. I am. I haven't got my tickets yet for Thor. I'm going to wait a little bit. Um, okay. Because, like we've said, I'm a little marvelled out, so I I may wait for Disney Plus this time. Okay. Um, I am going to the movies tomorrow. I'm taking my daughter to go see Minions. So we're going to go see Rise of Gru. I've heard really good. I'm not a Minions person, but I've heard very good things about Rise of Gru. I've heard, I, I'm yet to hear anything bad about this movie. Well, anything for the little girl. Sure. Uh, what about you? What's some things you watched? So I finished uh, The Bear. Was this on your radar at all? No, I I heard about it a little bit, but is that the one with... um? On Hulu? It is on Hulu. It stars Jeremy Allen White, who most of us know from Shameless. He played Lip. Yes. And uh, I'll just give the short the short spiel on it. It's He plays the brother of a chef in sh- Chicago who dies. A little spoiler, the brother who dies is played by John Bernthal. So we get him in one episode, just in flashbacks. John Bernthal is just really... I think he hangs out in parking lots. And it's just like, do you need an actor? And he sh- he shows up in things because my guy is just in everything. I used to I used to be like I'm gonna I'm ready to call him the Willem Dafoe of acting now because at one point Willem Dafoe was in everything. Right, he might just show up at Firestone one day and be like, "You need a mechanic." I, I, Who says no? What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> just fixing a car. I'm in a movie. I'm like, what the fuck? You're talking with your with your workers, and it's just like, yeah, Bernthal's here again. He's he's got a wrench. Uh, I I couldn't say no. So Bernthal dies. He kills himself, and he leaves the restaurant to his brother, played by Jeremy Allen White. And it's just him. He is a chef. He's a world famous chef who's coming from New York, and he's being transplanted into this kind of like uh, South Side of Chicago kind of divey restaurant. And we see the clash of his style versus the style of the people who work there. And the episodes are a half hour long. It was eight. I wound up finishing it like in about a week, you know, mixed in with all the other things I'm watching. And it was really good. I couldn't recommend this show enough. I don't I don't know if it'll be top ten for the year, but it'll be in the in that conversation. Okay. So that was good. And also I am trucking along with my Mission Impossible watch. I up until two years ago I had seen zero of these movies. Okay. 
So I watched Ghost Protocol last night. And this, a lot of people have said to me that the the second three are far superior than the first three. And I really enjoyed this one. This one had Jeremy Renner in it. And a lot of Leia Seydoux was in this one. A lot, of, a lot of cool action sequences, you know, but the first three also had that as well. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed Ghost Protocol. I'm looking forward to the next two. I, I heard, you know, they just keep getting better. And, and once I saw the trailer for the next one that comes out next summer, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get on this a little faster. What's your relationship to that franchise? Any? None at all, actually. I've never seen any Mission Impossible. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's on the it's it's a blind spot. Okay, yeah, it was it was one for me up until recently. So I I, I might have to give it a try. Just they're good. I thought um I thought two wasn't very good, and then three had Philip Seymour Hoffman in it as the villain. Oh, I thought that was really good. And then uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed Ghost Protocol. This was from 2011, I believe. You want to hear another big one? I, I've never seen a James Bond movie. Okay, I've never. You know, that's not like my shit, but I, I've seen enough of them. I didn't see the last one yet. I haven't seen a single one. Okay. Well, I recommend all of the Daniel Craig ones. Really? Okay. They're good. Um Fair enough. But yeah, I'm not like a huge I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you to go back to nineteen sixty and watch every Roger Moore or Sean Connery one. Because it's 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 kind of the same formula. He's very cool, he's very tough, he's going to have sex with the hot girl and then he's going to save the day and And that's basically the premise of every james bond movie and her name is going to be a lot of vagina yeah probably or some variant of that every time okay very good (laughs) uh yeah so did a a show and movie and then yeah i'm excited to see thor tomorrow excited for uh the boys to end and what else what else comes up this week um yeah i'm watching for all mankind on apple that's really good and yeah i think that's that's about it noteworthy i'm watching other stuff but do do you watch stranger things i just started actually okay i watched the first i watched the first of the second part of this two episode i think the last one's two and a half hours long okay so i didn't get there yet I'm actually the I'm in my first episode of the, I'm in my first two episodes of the show completely. Oh, okay. All right, cool. So yeah, you're not. I mean, this will take you. I don't know what three four days. Uh, I was gonna say, but I'll have it all done by tomorrow. But you know, <laughs> I'm slack. Um, I enjoy it. it. It was a little slow, but I, I'm told it really does pick up after like a couple episodes. So just get through the first couple, and then it's just amazing. Yeah, I have this in, you know, the, the tier of very good shows. I don't think it's elite or, you know, super prestige or anything, but it's, it's a good show. I think it's worth watching. Fair enough, fair enough. Where can we follow you at? Uh, you can follow me at Twinkie730 on Instagram, or you can follow me and my friends at Arcade Wars on Instagram. Uh, we have a lot of competitions and uh, got a one coming up on Sunday, our uh, WrestleMania, basically. And I need to win the belt so I could come on uh, guest star on a podcast with a belt. Yeah, that's we're probably not going to let you on if you, yeah, if you don't I, have the belt. So no pressure. Yeah, I, I, I respect that. I respect that's, that's fair. It's motivation I, more than anything. I like it. All right. And uh, you, you know, could find me. Uh, I'm at DDEM2000 
That's my handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. We also have an Instagram for this show. It's at It's The Jacket Pod. And if you want to talk about Sopranos or any other show or movie with myself or Anthony or a bunch of other great people, you can join the movie and television talk Facebook group. Just type that into a group search. We are the red cover photo. We are off next week, but we'll be back in two weeks with episode eight of season three. He is risen. Any quick thoughts on that one? Uh, Very, uh, very explosive episode. Yeah, we're going to get the introduction of Miss Gloria Trillo, which yeah. I'm excited for. Ah, uh, Annabella. Oh, she's Yeah, Shiora. We're going to get a we're going to get a death of a key figure. Yeah. We'll save. Um just remembering it's all the paper for the episode. Little yeah, little Elvis Elvis is in the 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 conversation these days with the the movie coming out, so we have like an Elvis like death. All right. I like it. I I love that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, look forward to that with you in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Uh, My friend, it was great to talk to you as always. Always a pleasure, buddy. Talk to you and get you next time. You got it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 